We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Carousel here on the Field of 68, and I am thrilled to be joined by a guy that I've known for a long time that is now the head coach at American University, none other than Dwayne Simpkins. Dwayne, what's going on, man? Congratulations. Happy to have you on. Thank you very much, Rob. Thanks so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, man, it's great to see you as well. Long time. So first and foremost, I'm I'm really, really happy for you getting this job. I know you've been... Uh, been trying to get a head job for a while i know you've wanted your own program so how's it feel man uh, it feels great i mean you know um undefeated which is always good you know uh but it but it's always great man when um you know you work really hard for something and it comes to fruition i mean i go back to my time as a player you know when i was in whatever seventh eighth grade and i made my jotted my goals down and my objectives to get to the goal i wanted to be a you know, I wanted to win city titles at DeMatha. I wanted to uh, become a Parade Magazine All-American, a McDonald's All-American. And, and you start checking those things off bit by bit, you know, and you look back on it. It's a great, great feeling. So to be in this position where I am right now, obviously, like you alluded to, it's, uh, this has been a goal of mine for quite some time. I've always been a point guard or a quarterback. Uh, so no knock on being an assistant coach, but I've always wanted to uh, make those final decisions, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm blessed to be in a position where I can do that now. So you've been a head coach at the high school level. Uh, you've been an assistant at a number of different programs, some at the high major level, some at the, uh, the mid-major level, and now you are the head guy. What's, I might be a little bit too early to answer this, but you're two and a half months in what, what's the biggest difference now? You know, the phrase is moving the seat over, but you haven't been on that bench yet for a game. So what what's the biggest difference being the guy that has that responsibility? Well, again, like it's very early now. You know, our guys, they don't come back for summer school until July 2nd. So we haven't um, done anything as a as a team. You know, we did four or five workouts uh, in the spring when I got the job. So I haven't had a chance to spend a ton of time with our guys on the court. Uh, but the main difference is, you know, people ask me a couple of weeks into it, man, how does it feel? And I was like, well feels, I don't feel anything yet. You know, where it really hit me was when we finally had our staff all together and we're doing a staff meeting and we're talking about everything from recruiting to, you know, our schedule, um, organizational things and everything. And you go around the room and everybody gives the two cents. And then, you know, I, I looked up and it was like 10 seconds later, all, all eyes are looking at me. I'm like, Oh, I got to make the decision. Oh, okay. That's, you know, so that's <laughs> the difference. That's the big difference. I was always on the other side where I'm, 
I'm throwing out ideas and throwing out suggestions. Uh, but now I'm in a position to actually uh, be the one to make that final call. So George Mason was green and gold, right? Now you got on the, the blue and red right now for American. What happens to all those other, the, the matching ties, those matching suits? Like <laughs> what, what happens to the, uh, the closet when you got to change programs? Well, fortunately for me, you know, for a lot of guys, man, the past few years, you know, we were quarter zips and I was like, and that was another thing I told myself, I get a head coaching job. I'm not going back to a suit, you know, unless it's for a special <laughs> occasion. And, you know, uh, so I didn't have to go through too many of those things, changing green ties and everything. But I have a box full of stuff, Adidas stuff. I just gave away a ton of stuff about a week ago, man. It's still sitting in my garage. But, yeah, I, I don't have to worry about the suits and stuff so much. So you are, I think it's fair to say, as DMV basketball as anybody in the sport, right? You played at the Matha. You played at Maryland. You mm-hmm. coach at O'Connell. You coach at Sidwell, you coach at St. Albans, you've been at Towson, you were at George Mason the last eight years, and now you're the head coach at American. Is there anything about uh, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area basketball scene that you do not know at this point? (laughs) Uh, There's a lot. You know, you never say you know everything, but I I know quite a bit, and I know quite a bit. You know, I I think the biggest biggest, uh, benefit to that, man, is like – Every area, I think, has its own kind of culture and its own kind of way of kind of maneuvering around things and through things, whether it be through the high school scene, the AAU scene and everything. Um, I have a very good feel for I don't think guys will hurt me, but I got a pretty good idea of guys that I can really lean on that will help me, mm-hmm. um, you know, just talking specifically about recruiting and everything. Um, and there's certain guys that in my mind, like, I don't want to say they're irrelevant, but it's like I don't necessarily need to, you know, bark up that tree. But there are other guys that are specific to uh, where I am at American University and the type of student athletes that I need to recruit. That would be more advantageous to have those connections with. Um, But nonetheless, you know, I've always prided myself on being a guy that is going to be, um, you know, I'm going to have good relationships with everybody. Some relationships are going to be greater. Uh, but I don't think I have a quote. I don't think I have a number of bad relationships, which is good. Yeah. So you, you hear a lot when guys kind of in your situation, right? They get a job in their hometowns. Like he's from there. He's going to do great. How, how specifically do you use that to help? Is it just the relationships with the high school coaches and the AU guys? Obviously there is a very, uh, I guess, vibrant basketball, uh, high school basketball league around there. It's, it's as good as any in the country. So is that is it just that? Is it being able to connect with these kids? Is it um, being able to understand what they're going through when they're growing up? Is it all of the above? Like, what about being from there makes that job uh, something that will work for you? I think it's all the things that you just mentioned. And uh, one of the things that I think is, you know, highly, I guess, um, it's it's undervalued is the relationships with the parents and the uncles. And there's so many people that I either played against or with, or they have cousins or net like the, the six degrees of separation in the DMV, man, is so small, but in some way, shape or form, I will have some kind of connection to prospective student athletes that I'm thinking about recruiting or will recruit. And to be able to just kind of take a step back and now connect all of those dots, I think is the thing that's most advantageous for me. And, you know, the great thing about this area, man, is like everybody talks about the players and we had really good players. But the programs from which these 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 kids come from, 
are really good AAU high school. I mean, you're talking about whether it be DeMatha, Gonzaga, St. John's, St. Francis up in Baltimore, Team Takeover, Durant, you know, New World. You can go on and on and on. And the great thing about it is each one of those organizations, high school-wise and AAU, they all have certain things that can be advantageous for your program, you know, mm-hmm. high academic student athletes that we're going to recruit. You know, I think all of those programs have some facet of, you know, a high academic student athlete that you can possibly recruit. Right. So it's not like they're just all high major players. You know, you got high majors, mid majors, those kind of in between. you got a number of guys who are, you know, quote unquote, low major, but they have a ton of talent and they've been coached really, really well. And in a year or two's time, when they get to a college campus, people are going to look at them and say, man, like he's much better than I thought, you know, well, mm-hmm. maybe he didn't have that growth spurt. Maybe he was behind two or three guys on a stacked team that it just, it was just a matter of time before they actually got the opportunity to, to grow and blossom. And, and, and that's what I love about this area, man. You can recruit, you know, at every single level and come out with a player that in a year or two's time, you look back and say, man, he's, that's a big time player. Well, what is it about the area that makes basketball so special? I think the competitiveness of it, you know, my son's going through it right now, right? My, my youngest son, who's a ninth, he's a rising ninth grader. He is not the top, top player, you know, of the kids, you know, team takeover and his, his age group has an stupid amount of talent um durant they have a number of them he's he's participated in clinics with some of these these programs and and even played with some of these programs in the past and he's the guy right now that is like looking at those guys who were the starters who are getting all the accolades and they're like man i gotta work hard because i want to get to that point now i think that's the thing that drives that makes it so that at the end of the day we have so much talent we have so many of those kids who are looking at you know, I remember recruiting um, Josh Duro at, at, at when I was at Mason, and he's at Paul the Six, mm-hmm. he's playing with Team Takeover. He's playing behind Hunter Dickinson, uh, Armando Baycott, and Paul the Six. He was like the fourth option, but he had a high IQ. He had great touch. He was a chubby kid. It's just a matter of time before he worked the chubbiness off, but he was always striving to get to that level. So every single day he competed against those guys and iron sharpens iron. And, you know, you look up two, three years later, he's two time all, you know, first team all a 10, you know? So I think there are a number of players that are like that, that fit that profile in the DMV. And that's what makes this place so special. Yeah. That, I think that sums up uh DMV basketball pretty, pretty well right there. You had a guy that was all league and out of a good program in the Atlantic 10 playing behind Hunter Dickinson and Armando Baycott. And it was the fourth option on his high school team. That is just like, come on, man. There are a number of guys like that, man. You can go down a list of the math of Gonzaga. Like I'll, and I'll say this and I could be biased. I am biased, but <laughs> I would take a kid and say the WCAC, a kid who's playing at the math, who is the fourth option or maybe even the sixth man or seventh man. I would take him over a kid that may come from some other areas that are playing two-way basketball and they're averaging 25 points per game. You know, I, I really would because I know they're being taught the right way. I know that they are going to do all the things that we value as college coaches, being able to be in help side defense, being able to communicate, uh, knowing how to share the ball. You know, we won't have to reprogram those guys and teach them how to do those things. And that's invaluable. So, 
you look over your right shoulder right there. You got that McDonald's All-American jersey. <laughs> you mentioned being able to have uncles and fathers and, and cousins and, and family members know who you are. Do, do kids in the area still know how good you were when you were coming up? Do they still know the name Dang Simpkins? Like that, that, that I, you don't need to answer it like that because that makes you seem, sound a little cocky. But the, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah, the yeah. Does it, no, no, that, people, obviously, I help you get in the door. I'm I'm an old guy now, so they what they'll say is like I heard X, Y, and Z, and obviously you know it is Google's great. You know you can pull up video and everything, and they're like I've had some kids who because that's not something I lead with, but it's it maybe after two or three conversations, and I was like, Coach, how come you didn't tell me you were McDonald's All American? How come you didn't tell me X, Y, and Z? I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I know eventually somebody was going to tell you. Now I can go ahead and and, and talk mm -hmm. to you about. You know what I mean? So that that is always pretty cool. But the benefit it is, again, between Google and the family members who have been in the area long enough, you know, that word kind of gets around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you when you take this job at American, are you do you have to relocate like or is it just the kind of thing where you have to make that typical drive down I-66? Like pe People that aren't from uh, the D.C. area may not realize that. Fairfax to Northwest DC, you might as well be driving in from Indiana at that point. Right. Driving in at rush hour. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I no, I didn't have to uh well not yet anyway. So I live in Prince George's County. I live in uh, Fort Washington. Okay. So I can get here on a perfect day, 40, 45 minutes, but on a bad day, which is most of them, it's an hour 15, you know. So uh so we are going to re relocate and try to get a little bit closer, but uh that is a benefit. You know, I didn't have to completely relocate the family, which is great. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one, and man, that could not be more true. It's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of February and the month of March when you are in my business. And AG1 was exactly the supplement that I needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional basis for the day. I've continued that into April. I've continued that into May, and I'm going to continue that the rest of the summer. All I have to do is mix a scoop of AG1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and I'm ready to go. Do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, American is a high academic institution, I think, is uh, is the fair way to put it. Um, a lot of your recruiting base is going to be from high academic high schools. Does that give you a little bit of an advantage when you're going after some of these kids? Like, I think if you if you talk to coaches that are in the Ivy League or other coaches in the Patriot League or at places like Vanderbilt or at places like Stanford, they run into it a little bit when they it kind of limits what the the recruiting base can be do you think that that is an advantage for you being a coach in dc recruiting from the uh from a conference that has as many high academic players and schools as probably any you're going to find yeah i think there's a benefit from the standpoint of you know i don't have to spin my wheels in terms of recruiting uh you know kids as a whole you know i i will be able to get an idea my staff and i will be able to get an idea of what pool of kids we can select from or, or, or try to select from according to their their academic prowess, how they've done so far, you know, so those kids that don't meet a certain criteria, but we don't need to look at them, you know, so that may cut this whole swath of kids maybe in half. And now it just allows us to define specifically uh, those particular players that, that we may want to recruit from. Um, I, I actually think it's a tremendous advantage. And I feel that, you know, when I got the job, I had some guys like, man, you're going to be able to recruit good players. And I always go back to my time at Sitwell Friends. You know, when I got the job there, the thing that I told the administration, I said, people, there's this misnomer that you, as a student athlete, you, if you're a very good basketball player, you're probably not that good of a student. And I've always believed that you can do both at a, a, a significantly high level. Does it take more work, more dedication, more attention to detail? Yes, but it is very, very possible. And Eric Singletary, who's a good friend of mine, who who came after me at Sitwell Friends, you know, he and I talked quite a bit about it when he got the job. And I said, hey, man, this was my vision for this program. Like, you can really there – are, there are enough players in the D.C. area whose families value education. Uh, we got a tremendous amount of, you know, the, the, the African-American community in this area in Prince George's County. It's the most affluent uh, African-American county in the country. And those those parents, they all don't want their sons to just go to any school. They want to try to strive for the uh, the absolute best for their academics and 
athletics. And, and like I told him, if you identify those families, identify them early sixth, seventh graders, like you get them in your program, you grow them, you got something special. And, and here we are some years later. I don't want to take any credit for it whatsoever, but what Eric Singletary has done at Sitwell Friends has been remarkable. I mean, they finished top 25 in the country this year. They're number one in the Washington Post. And this is a place where, like, your kids going home, they're going to do two and a half, three hours of homework every single night. Like, so there is no getting around that. And for you to be able to identify those kids, grow them, and then have them produce on the court the way that they do, you know, it's it, it's remarkable. And again, I go back to the fact that I, I know for a fact that that can be done here at American University. Yeah, one of the... One of the things that that some of those coaches like to say is, and I don't know if this is them just trying to talk their way into uh, it making sense, but it it reduces the pool of who you have to go after. So instead of, you know, if you are, if you're at a school and anybody can get in, right, then you have to look at all of these different players and figure out who it makes right. sense for. Whereas if you got to have a certain uh, GPA and you got to get certain test scores or whatever to be able to get into a school like American, then you can identify the players. It, it makes the pool smaller. So right. it's easy for you to kind of figure out who you're going to target and go after. You still yep. got to get those kids, but Absolutely. is that, does that make sense? 100%. That, that's a, if I didn't put it that way, you articulated it clearly, but that's exactly what it is. You're able to significantly shrink that pool down and it makes it easier for you to kind of like identify who you can go after, who you can't. And now, now the real job, it needs to be done, which is actually recruiting them and, and actually uh, winning them over and having them commit to you. So transfers, we're in an era where everybody feels like they're putting their name in the portal at some point, right? Are you, how do you guys, how are, how are you going to handle that now that you have your own program? Is it something where you're going to try to go get transfers? Are you going to try to be in the portal as much as possible? How do you prevent guys from leaving that are already in your program? I don't think you guys had that much turnover this off season, did you? So um, yeah. what is, how, how do you, how do you view that moving forward? Um, I, I think we're going to be in a unique situation relative to what, you know, the country at large and college basketball is going through. Um, I think, you know, we have, like, you know, going back to our, our present program, we had one young man who transferred uh, when I got the job. You know, there were there were a few that were in the portal, um, you know, and I, I got a chance to talk to them in time when I got the job. These are guys that I said, hey, I, I think they're good players. I want to keep them here. Um, and fortunately for me, when it came down to it, yes, it was me, tell, you know, selling myself and my vision for the program and, and their role in the program. But at the end of the day, these young men, are they're unique from the standpoint of like they chose American University, not because American was going to they're going to play here and they're going to end up going to play in the NBA and everything. They have aspirations of playing professionally. Mm -hmm. But what's more important for them is their, their degree from American University. Um, we got one of the top business programs in the entire country. The Kogar School of Business is tremendous. We have a tremendous amount of uh, our network here is unbelievable right here in the nation's capital. And those young men, when they make a decision to come here, they truly value that. And, and so from that standpoint, I don't know, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I, I would venture to say that we won't have the high turnover of, of transfers by the simple fact that, hey, well, I'm going to get $5,000 of NIL money over here versus what I'm going to get at American. Um, I think the depth of their decisions are much deeper than that. And, and then it comes to the culture that you set. You know, I, I think my time working at George Mason un, under Kim English in particular, because that's who I was most recently with, um, 
you know, we weren't going to have a ton of turnover this year if Kim had stayed. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was very intentional about the relationships, the, the, the strong relationships that he built with all of not only the players in our program, but their families. Um, I think that's something that kind of is, you know, people kind of bypass a little bit. Yes, the NIL does play a part in everything, but I think he had made such a deep connection with so many of those young men and their families. Um, they felt entrenched to be George Mason Patriots. And I think that that's a big part of what I've got to do here as well. Uh, not to just win basketball games, but also to retain, you know, some of the talent that we have. So you were a McDonald's All-American when you got to Maryland. You averaged 13 minutes a game as a freshman. In 2023, that's the kind of kid that, like, probably would be putting their name in the portal, right? right. Yeah, 110%. I mean, and it's – I will say this, too. People, Everybody wants to put it all on the kids. It's the parents, too. Yeah. Right? It's the parents. I remember when I came – I was a freshman, like you said, I was a McDonald's All-American. In my mind, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go there, average 22, 23 minutes a game, first team, all-freshman team, whatever, whatever. Gary Williams, old school, was like, you're not ready to play. And in ret retrospect, no, I wasn't ready to play. And I wanted to transfer. I remember coming home after we played Florida State and Sam Cassell, like, kicked our ass. And Bob Sewer, Rodney Dobar, they had a hell of a team. And I remember I came home, and we had our charter flight back. I hopped in my car and I drove straight to Fort Washington. I went home and it was like midnight. I hopped in my bed and it, it must have woken my dad up. My dad comes in there, turns the light on. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm transferring. I'm done. And, and he, Rob, he, he snatched those covers off me so fast. And he said, look, you're going to take your ass back up to College Park. He said, we can talk at the end of the year about how things shake out. We'll have a sit down with Coach Williams. But you're going. we're not going to quit anything in the middle of the year. And then he said to me, he said, I'll, I'll tell you this. What you need to do is look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, are you doing everything that you can to get on the court and play more? He says, I've come to some of your practice, whether you know it or not, and you turn the ball over like it's your job. He said, I wouldn't play you as much as you're, I'm playing you right now. So, you know, having somebody in your life that's honest with you and makes you look in the mirror I think that's something that's missing significantly uh, in this day and age. Um, and, and that's not the kids. Th these are the parents, I really firmly believe. Yeah, that's a, that's a good bit of parenting that you got right there. All right, I'm going to end you with this. I got a couple of, uh, of D.C. area questions I'm going to hit you with. I'm a big food guy. You know I lived down there for a while. First and foremost, <laughs> are you a mumbo sauce guy? Always, man. Come on, man. Any carryout that you can find in D.C.? <laughs> Probably's got mumbo sauce, mumbo sauce, one hundred percent of the time. Explain. I, I've tried to explain. To you people. can't, Rob. You yeah. can't explain what mumbo sauce is. You could say barbecue slash sweet and sour. Like, yeah, I don't know if you can you can articulate specifically what it is. Delicious is what it is. Yes, Dwayne. delicious yes. is what it is. Yes. All right, <laughs> good question. Jumbo slice or Ben's chili bowl? Who's that again? Jumbo slice. Or Ben's Chili Bowl. Ben's Chili Bowl. Yeah. 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 What do you, when you go, what are you getting? Uh, the chili dog, obviously. Um, that's the go to. And it's a matter of like, what are you putting on? You're putting the cheese and the onion on it or just the cheese. You know what's underrated? Ben's Next Door is actually pretty good too. I don't know if you've been there, but Ben's Next Door is kind of a spinoff, obviously, of Ben's Chili Bowl, but they have, you know, it's more of a, um, kind of upscale-ish type feel, but like they got good cocktails. Uh, you, should, you should go in there sometime. 
Yeah, normally when I'm at uh, Ben's Chili Bowl, I don't need any more cocktails. That's that's kind of <laughs> when I'm making my way there. Um, all right, last thing I got for you. When you're getting crabs, are you the guy that that gets the the bag of crabs and you're picking them yourself, or are you a crab cakes guy? Oh, crabs. I mean, I'll do both. Crab cakes, you know, my go-to for crab cakes, man, uh, Moe's up in Baltimore. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Tony and Joe's right here in the Georgetown waterfront. Um, it's one of the spots we actually take our recruits. Uh, but crabs, though, you can never go wrong with blue crabs, man, and crack them yourself. Mm-hmm. Candles in Annapolis, my go-to spot. Yeah, you never really feel like you're getting full, but there's nothing better than sitting there with a cold beer, yeah, bag of crabs, and you got like the 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 newspaper on the table. You there you go. Up. There's nothing better than that, man. Listen, Dwayne, again, so happy for you, man. I'm glad that you got a job uh, back in your hometown. I'm glad that you are uh, you're, you're putting to, uh, you know a face for that American program. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, I'm going to be rooting for you. Congratulations, man. Rob, thanks so much, man. 